Turn in your Bibles tonight to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy the 6th chapter. And uh, let's look at verse 12. 1 Timothy 6 verse 12. We're going to pull that up and, and we're going we're gonna to read it together. I believe the Lord's going to help us with some things tonight. And uh, as we prepare some outreaches and I just got a kind of a good word in my spirit as I came in tonight. Let's read this together. Shall we? Ready? Read. Fight. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now I want you to notice, number one, the word fight there is used twice. Somebody says, well, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, I'm a nice person. I'm not much of a fighter. You, you can be a nice person and still fight the good fight of faith. Because you know that this fight is a fixed fight. And all you've got to do is show up with the blood, just sling blood all around, the blood of Jesus. Proclaim the name. Cast down imaginations. Amen. Pull down strongholds. Keep your eyes and your thoughts on Him. And you are a heavyweight. You are a fighter. We don't fight with one another. This fight of faith is not a fist fight. It's not a fight over doctrine. Amen? It's not a, it's not a fight over, um, you know, a lot of things that denominational uh, hierarchies fight over. It's not that kind of fight. It is a spiritual fight. It is spiritual warfare. We've been called, now notice, to lay hold of eternal life. So this thought must be in our hearts and in our minds. When we fight the good fight of faith, we cannot do it in the flesh. We cannot do it with natural life. We cannot do it with fleshly or carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They do not originate in flesh. And so when he says then, lay hold then on eternal life, you are laying hold of the Zoe, God quality and quantity kind of life that is in Christ and that is in the Word of God. So when he says lay hold of eternal life, you could just as easily say, I'm laying hold of the Word of life. For Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, these words, they are spirit and they are life. These words that we're speaking tonight, these words that you hold fast to, these words that you profess a good confession before many witnesses are filled with life, filled with light, and filled with power. And it is the entrance of these words of life that really turns the light on for us. How many of you seeing some things you've never seen before? How many of you knowing some things you've never known before? How many of the eyes of your understanding have been enlightened and flooded with light? Come on, somebody. That's what will happen if you get serious about the Word. The Word will turn the lights on. You could have been living in darkness for years and years and years and years and years and not even have known it. But one word from God can turn the lights on. And you can see, oh, I've been living in this. 
Thank God I've been transferred out of darkness into his marvelous life, into his marvelous light. And now I'm seeing things I've never seen before. The biggest breakthroughs in life come on the wings of revelation knowledge. That is knowledge that is revealed to your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Paul prayed that we'd have that kind of revelation. He prayed in Ephesians 1 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. That we may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power which is toward us who believe when he raised Jesus from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he's put all things in this age under our feet and gave him to be the head over the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And you hath he quickened who were dead in sins and your trespasses. You walked according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But God, who is so very rich in his mercy, hath quickened us and made us alive together and hath raised us up and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principality, far above all power, Far above all rulers of the darkness of this age. And so we wrestle not against those things. We wrestle not against the natural, but against principalities and powers. There's a wrestling that takes place. But we go into the fight, we go into the wrestling match with this consciousness that we have the victor living inside of us. And we are on the victor's side. Hallelujah. The problem is, is people are fighting too low. We must sobrecase the do duchelemande. We must lay aside the things of this age and the things of this world. Keep our eyes fixed upon Him and take our place in the heavenlies and fight from that place. Fight with the consciousness that the battle is already won. Cruffo Dollar says, we also must keep in mind that we are fighting from victory, not for victory. And so we don't resist the devil with a spirit of fatigue or a spirit of discouragement, but we resist the devil from that place from who we are and where we are and whose we are and what name we represent and what word we have. Ooh, glory to God. Just laugh at him for a moment. If you have to fake it, just laugh. Ha ha. 
Ha ha. Come on, get that concerned look off your face. Get that worried look off your face and just laugh at him. Ha. Ha. Ha 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 ha. I don't feel like laughing, but I'm going to laugh anyway. Ha ha ha. Every breakthrough comes from a breakthrough in revelation. Here's what I had in my heart as I was worshiping the Lord. And I believe it's in Matthew 14. If it's not, then, you know, I'm not speaking by prophesy. I'm preaching preaching by prophet lie. We don't believe in prophet lying. We believe in prophesying, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 14, thank God. I'm not prophesying, I'm prophesying. <laughs> Matthew 14. I believe this is a quickened word. and I believe this is a now word for you. And I believe it's a now word for me. And I believe it's a now word for what is coming up this weekend and what is coming up in August and what is coming up throughout the entire year. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus. And said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist, he is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John, and bound him, and put him in prison, for Herodias' sake his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. You get the picture. And she being before instructed of her mother. Look at your neighbor and say, it was a setup. You know the devil tries to set some things up. But thank God we can head them off at the pass with Holy Ghost revelation. I said we can head them off at the pass with Holy Ghost revelation. You know what head them off at the pass means? It's an old western term. And she, being before instructed of her mother, give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, for the oath's sake and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. In the prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came, and they took up the body and buried it. And went, and they told Jesus. They told Jesus. They told Jesus, who spent most of his time on earth teaching and preaching and healing and being moved with compassion. Compassion is defined as love 
with a strong desire to help. Compassion will move you. That's what's moving us to San Francisco this weekend. Told Jesus. And when Jesus heard it, he rounded up his disciples and the apostles. And he said, get your swords, get your weapons. We are going to the palace and we're going to take Herod's head off and anyone else we see is going down. Is that what he did? Is that what he may have felt like doing? I can't speak for Jesus, but I can speak for Marcos Francisco Tomas. (laughs) Nobody's going to take one of my loved ones out, but in the natural, if it happened and it won't happen... Whew, man, I'd have to look at your neighbor and say, I know he's right. But Jesus didn't do that. And Jesus is our example. And we have been predestined to be conformed to the image of him. And to be conformed to the image of Christ, we cannot be conformed to this age. We cannot be conformed to the spirit of this age. Be not conformed to this world, but be changed. Be transformed by what? By changing your mind. By developing a word mindset. There is a worldly mindset and there is a word mindset. There is a world mindset and there is a kingdom mindset. For to be carnally minded is the world system, but to be spiritually minded is the words and the kingdom system. A spiritual mind is a mind that is hooked with the Spirit of God by the word of God in your heart. The carnal mind, which produces death and only death, oh yes, it might feel good for a moment, but the end of the ways thereof are always death. So the carnal mind isn't hooked with the heart by the Holy Ghost. The carnal mind is exactly what carne means. Chili con carne is chili with meat. And so when the Bible says we're carnal, it says we're being meatheads. (laughs) Fleshly. So a carnal mind is a mind that is hooked with the senses and with the flesh. And you know who roams about seeking whom he may devour in the natural realm of the flesh. Okay? So, Jesus didn't do that. 
Because he knew that his fight was not with Herod. My fight tonight is not with the Supreme Court. My fight tonight is not with the government. Our fight is not with Iran. Our fight is with evil spirits that are behind the scenes. Now listen, influencing men and women with carnal, natural, cosmos, worldly thinking from the pit of hell. From the God of this world. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Unless the light, come on somebody. Unless the light of the glorious gospel could shine unto them. Oh, come on somebody. Say, let there be light. Lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. This world needs an awakening. You cannot negotiate with terrorists. You cannot barter a deal with Islamic militants. Are you kidding me? Those that hate Israel hate you as much as they hate them. And we can't go over there with our briefcases and tell them, okay, now you give them more land and they won't bomb you. And all they got to do is tell them. They won't bomb them. And they got a deal. The devil is a liar. (laughs) And that's about all I'm going to say about that. Say with me, the greater one is in the body of Christ. The greater one shall not be mocked. My God shall not be mocked. The nation of Israel shall not go down. We stand with Israel. Everyone laugh. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Some of the biggest and best breakthroughs have come from the nation of Israel. They really have. Medically, some of the biggest blockbuster medications today came from a Jewish man that had to leave Egypt in Nasser's reign. Don't ever underestimate the nation of Israel. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands.
Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem right now. Ha ha, come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Shela ma kasa mataya. Oh, ma liki sela mandai. Oh, brekishe venega la masu kumade. Mundulegishte la pramanante. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. There are days that it doesn't look like it's going to go God's way, but it is going to go God's way. That's what we have to say. That's what the head of the church has to say. It's going God's way. Whew. And so you do not have to compromise to appease the spirit of this age. You don't have to cow down and compromise trying to get along. You can get along, and you can disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah, I mean, you can love people out of hell right into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, you can love people out of sin and bring them into righteousness. We don't hate anyone. We love everyone. But we will not be conformed to this world. But what we shall be in these days and in days to come, we shall continuously be changed. Amen. And we shall be changed to such a degree that it shall be from one level of glory to the next level of glory. And when the Son of Man comes, he's going to find faith. He's going to find faith. In this place. He's going to find faith in this nation. Hallelujah. And there's coming a day. And it ain't going to be too long. You know what? We're not always going to be doing what we're doing tonight in this place. This is brief. Somebody says, Pastor, when Jesus comes, do you want to own this building? Are you kidding me? This building's going to be a pile of ashes. I'm looking for Him. I'm looking for a new heaven. I'm looking for a new earth. How about you? But we're not always going to be doing what we're doing tonight. Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon. Hallelujah! He's coming soon. Gabriel's wetting his lips. He's coming soon. Andre Crouch got a song by the Spirit of the Lord. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. And let the church say. Let the church say. Let the church say. I didn't know this was going to happen tonight. There are some things that you can say on Wednesday night and Sunday night that you cannot say on Sunday morning. Number one is you don't have the freedom to say it, not because you're not bold enough. It's because people don't have ears to hear enough. So you've got to minister at a level where people are and where people will allow you to go. So let's get back to this. So Jesus knew that his, 
his, his battle was not with flesh and blood. He knew it wasn't with the palace. And neither is yours. It's not with your boss. It's not with your wife. It's not with your kids. It's not with the government. Notice. Verse 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. You know, there's sometimes when the heat is on that it's wise for you just to walk away. No, I'm not walk, talking about walking away from the devil. I'm talking about walking away so you can collect yourself. You ever had to collect your flesh? I mean, you're in a meeting and something in the meeting goes haywire. You say, excuse me, I've got to go to the bathroom. Close it. Or she Find that devil talking through that person. In Jesus' name, come out. And you walk out and say, okay, what were we saying now? <laughs> That's the blessing. Come on. That's the blessing of being able to pray in the Holy Ghost. I said, that's a blessing to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost. You can't pastor for 33 years and not be filled with the Holy Ghost. You'll go crazy if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. You can't live this life the way it ought to be lived without being filled with the Holy Ghost. And staying filled with the Holy Ghost. Because folks, people are nuts. People are crazy. I mean, they're so crazy. They're so consumed with their smartphone. They don't even look at the crosswalk anymore. They're just... Dee, dee, dee. You're waiting there five minutes. This is me world. It ain't all about me. It ain't all about you. It about him. The world is hoo-hoo. And you got no excuse if you're crazy and you're a Christian. Come on now. I so said you got no excuse to be a crazy Christian. <laughs> Come on, help me out a little bit tonight. <laughs> no, we've got all the tools. We've got everything we need to keep us stable in an unstable society. And keep us wired and hooked to him rather than weirded out by the fads of this age. So there are times... Will you just flat? You got to get away. I didn't know all that was in here, but it is. That's one of the benefits of being able to pray in the Spirit. Everyone say, pray in the Spirit from a place of victory. 
See, praying in the Spirit from a place of desperation and praying in the Spirit from a place of discouragement and praying in the Spirit from a place of anger is a difficult thing to do. Now, I understand this, that we do need to encourage ourselves in the Lord, so we might be discouraged for a period of time, but the more we pray, the more we praise, the more we come out of the clouds and the more we get into the sun of His love. Amen? And the more we're lifted. Say this way, but you, beloved, building up yourselves. No sense me trying to build someone else up if I'm bummed out. No sense in me trying to be a blessing if I'm talking about how cursed I am all day long. No sense in me laying hands on the sick if I talk about how sick I am. No sense in me preaching a prosperity message if I talk about how broke I am. When you're not conformed to this world, you don't talk broke, you talk abundance. That's fighting the good fight of faith. Holding fast the profession. Holding fast. You got a high priest, you got an apostle, you got an advocate. Who's just looking and waiting for you to give him something to do. And not only that, but you got angels standing around your house and sitting by you tonight. Like this, just waiting for you to say what God's word says, because they have been sent from heaven to minister for you. And they hearken to the voice of his word. That's why I say all the time, the angels are working, bringing the money in. Hallelujah. Try that one on for size, Joe. Say it with me. The angels are working. Bringing the money in. How about the rest of you? The angels are working. Bringing the money in. Say it like this. The angels are working. Bringing the business in. The angels are working. Causing favor to come in. angels. Hallelujah. Well, everything's so tough, Pastor, you just never know. And I felt a little something about 2.30 the other morning. How about you? I felt a little something. About a 4.0? How many of you didn't feel nothing? You must have been in a coma, man. (laughs) You've been acting on Brenda's sermon. He gives his beloved sleep. I'll both lay me down in peace. Well, you just never know. I mean, the big one. What about the bigger one? Well, it's a big one, but what about the bigger one? And you've got to be careful what you feed on these days. Because if you feed on all the latest sci-fi things, you'll start believing lies. James and Esther and I... Went to a movie down in Branson, that one about the whole state of California getting washed away. <laughs> James said he liked that. I didn't like that movie. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't feed my faith. <laughs> there are things, things that will feed your faith. There are things that will rob your faith. 
Man, we're, we're, we're going somewhere tonight. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's praise Him a minute. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Masahara Moho. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. We got the bigger one. Glory to God. Woo, the bigger one. The greater one. The better one. The stronger one. The healthier one. This is now, this is a desert place. And the time is now past. Well, no, verse 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed thence by a ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. People want to follow a man or a woman who is following God. The love of God, the compassion of God will make you irresistible where mankind is concerned. They want to be around someone who has the answer and someone who can demonstrate the answer. This kingdom that we're in, it's not a kingdom only of word, but it's also a kingdom of power. People had heard thereof, they followed him out of the cities. And I want you to read verse 14 with me. Here it is. Ready, read. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. What did he do? He healed their what? He healed their sick. And as you read it down a little bit further, you will see that he not only healed the sick, but he fed the multitudes. And some would say, and some may think, why didn't Jesus retaliate to John the Baptist's beheading? Why didn't he do something about it? I submit to you tonight that he did do something about it. When he was moved with compassion, he retaliated in the realm of the Spirit. And the sick were healed and the demons left and the infirmities melted by the glory of God. The best thing that you and I can do When the heat is on, don't retaliate in the natural. Retaliate in the supernatural spirit of the living God. If you want to go after somebody or something, go after that which holds men and women in bondage. Go after evil spirits. And that's exactly what we're going to do this weekend. We're going with the love of God. We're going with the compassion of God. We're going into the Tenderloin District where people are bound by addictions. 
I don't believe that addictions are just bad habits. I believe that heroin addiction is a demonic addiction. I believe that meth addiction is a demonic addiction. I believe that someone that is addicted to the sex trade and pornography is a demonic addiction. I'm not going to call it a problem. I'm not going to call it a habit. I'm going to call it exactly what it is. But those that sit in darkness, come on. I said those that sit in darkness, they can see a great light. They can experience the glory of God. How about a glory invasion in the Bay Area? I said, how about a blood-washed Bay Area? Come on. I said, how about a blood-washed Bay Area? How about a strong, healthy Bay Area? Come on, stand up with me. Glory to God. Let's just sling blood all around. Say with me, a blood-washed. A blood-washed. Blood-washed Bay Area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. So when something like this happens in our city, on our watch, it ought to stir us up. When something happens in our nation that's happened recently, it ought to stir us up. We can talk about how bad, we can criticize, we can put down. But I think what we need to do is pull down instead of putting down and just go about doing good. I said go about doing good and retaliating in the realm of the Spirit like Jesus did. Say with me how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Point at yourself how God anointed me with the Holy Ghost and with power. And I'll go about doing good and healing and witnessing and blessing and being a blessing and retaliating in the realm of the Spirit. Pray with me for about 60 seconds. Come on, let's pray. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for using this church. Thank you for using us as ambassadors of health, ambassadors of encouragement, ambassadors of life. Father, we pray for open doors. Open doors, Lord. Come on, everyone, pray open, open, open. Open, open, open. In the name of Jesus, open hearts, Lord. Open doors, open doors. Oh, masikele basata. Come on up here, Tony. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Grab this mic. Grab this microphone. Let's pray about. Let's pray about 120 seconds over the losses. Pray over this outreach coming up in Jesus' name. Come on. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. We're going to preach the gospel to the poor. We're going to lay hands on the sick. We're bringing them out of the miry clay. Yes, the Spirit of the Lord. Lord is upon us. Yes. He has appointed us to preach the gospel Glory to the poor. Hallelujah. Urama seke kisha. Uleke kurama seke kela la la kesha. Oh yes, Lord. 
visitations, manifestations, and demonstrations of the glory of God in the middle of the tenderloin. Those that sit in darkness would be lifted up to the light of God, who is Jesus Christ. For Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light. Oh, Father God, oh, your mercy has been poured out. Your grace has been poured out. Oh, the hope, the hope of glory, Father God, has been poured out, Lord. We pray for every person that will be attended, Father God, those that will come to be served, Father God. Oh, Remesha, that their hearts would be open to receive the glory of God, to receive Jesus Christ, Father God. A mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. A mighty outpouring of the anointing of God. Demonstration of the love of God. Demonstration of the peace of God. Demonstrations of the joy of the Lord, Father God. Healings. Healing, Father God. Yes, Lord. Healing, Father God. Physical yes, healings. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Emotional healings, Father God. Yes, Father. Set free from drugs. Yes, Lord. Set free from heroin. Oh, Set free from death, Father God. Set free, Father God, from oh, alcohol, Father God, in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. So put your hand to the plow. Keep your hand on the plow. Speak and talk about Jesus Christ. Point to Him. Point to Him. And they'll be set free. That's right. They'll be set free because of the name of Jesus. Amen. No other name given amongst men by which they must be saved. Yes. Oh, and there'll be joy in yeah. the middle of the tenderloin. There'll be joy. joy. They'll be dancing. <laughs> they'll be sharing. They'll be happy in Jesus' Woo! name. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Well, if you agree with that, let's just shout before the weekend starts. Come on. Give him praise ahead of time.